Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Yes, it's that time again to kick back, relax, and chill for another episode of Chillin' with Austin 2020 Volume 19 NFL Draft Round 1 Review. Yes, let's talk about the NFL Draft that took place last night, the first round, I should say, as the second and third rounds continued this evening on Friday. Uh, what April 24th I believe it is so and then rounds four through seven tomorrow on Saturday Um, but last night we had round one and 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 it was awesome it was unique it was exactly what all of us sports people needed and it 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 came through there was no technical glitches from what I'm hearing Um, nothing too drastic and the draft went very smoothly and I think um, yeah it, it went great it turned out really great So I figured I would talk about the draft with you guys today. Again, the first round, the review. Let's talk a little bit today about some of the winners from last night's round, some of the losers, the biggest steal of the round. Um, We're also going to do the biggest WTF of the round, Uh, try to switch up the lingo there on that. And I'm also going to give you my top five first round fantasy football players for next year. Um, It's not not dynasty-wise. Of course, all of the rookies have great, you know, value in terms of dynasty leagues, but I'm just going to give you my, my top five fantasy players for next year, and um, a, a little hint, none of them are quarterbacks, so even though there were four taken, um, yeah, not not in my top five, though I do think Burrow's going to be decent next year, um, there's still five guys I would take ahead of him, so yeah, let's get started, let's jump right into this, I'm going to give you my top five winners from the first round last night. And first and foremost, when looking at the teams, of course, you know, not trying to be biased, but there's one team that, that I definitely thought won this draft just based on this round, based on just what they've done and who they got. And, and I'm going to give a huge shout out to the Baltimore Ravens here. Um, you know, drafting Patrick Queen out of LSU all the way at 28th to me was such a steal. I mean, you guys. You know, Baltimore got ran all over there uh, by Tennessee in the playoffs. Derrick Henry just had his way, and you know, not not you know, not even try to sound like everybody else if anyone's been listening. But like, the Ravens literally needed to replace Mosley up the middle, and they did. They got their guy. I think Queen might be the best inside linebacker in this entire draft. Um, you know, there, there's a couple good linebackers, but. I mean, Kenneth Murray, who who we'll talk about later, you know, he's good, but I really like Patrick Queen. I think Queen is the guy. And, you know, not again, not trying to be biased with my LSU guys, but Queen is a beast. And, yeah, I have – to me, I had him graded as my highest linebacker. And Baltimore got exactly what they needed. So hats off to you guys there. That's something to celebrate. Great player. My second winner of round one is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, you know, obviously when you have two first-round picks, that's definitely a, a, a huge advantage over other teams. But, you know, that's what happens when you trade players. And, and for the ninth overall pick, they took cornerback C.J. Henderson out of Florida. And then at 20, they they got the edge rusher LL out of LSU. You know, again, here we go, sounded biased. Uh, uh, K. Chason, however you want to say that there. Sounds a little French. Little gangster, little French, but yeah, yeah. Caleb on chasing, um, stud edge rusher. You know, he's he's an outside linebacker, but he also can play DN, and and he actually has some great coverage skills too. So you know, Patrick Queen, 
as we mentioned earlier, a little just a little bit ago, was was kind of the run stuffer and everything at LSU. But but Chasen was just all over the field, wreaking havoc. You know, sacking the quarterback. You know, taking down some screen plays, all that good stuff. So the Jaguars got both of these players. So you know, just a huge, huge round, huge great round there for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Two great players. I have them both graded as as A players in this draft. You know, ninety and above. So they. Man, awesome draft. Definitely in my top five winners. Thirdly, I have the Denver Broncos. Yes, they hit a freaking big-time home run with the 15th overall pick. You know, they got Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama. He was my number one wide receiver going into this draft. And, um, I mean, just incredible value there at 15th overall because if, if you looked at mock drafts and everything – Hell, everybody had the Broncos trading up to to get um, not even Jerry Judy. They had them trading up to get um, Henry Ruggs, who actually was the first wide receiver taken off the board. But the Broncos got Judy at 15th. And the the crazy thing is they actually had their choice of Judy and C.D. Lamb. So here, here we're talking the, the top two wide receivers in the class. Denver was at a position where they might not have gotten – either one of them or rugs so they had to trade up so yeah huge huge win there for denver oh my gosh drew lock uh man the guy you know there's no pressure on that guy moving forward out in denver you know you got Cortland sutton you now have jerry judy you have melton gordon now in the backfield so yeah denver broncos big time winners of the first round jerry judy great pick my favorite wide receiver of the class fourthly um, th- this one, you know, I, I, tr- I tried not to have top 10 picks as winners because, I mean, you, you really can't not be unless you just totally botch it, which seems like, obviously, your quarterbacks, when you miss on them, you draft the wrong guy. That seems to bite the bullet. But, man, I just really think the Carolina Panthers won. They're, they're not won, but they're also winners in the first round. They got defensive tackle Derek Brown out of Auburn. Um, Derek Brown's a stud. I think we're talking about the next Aaron Donald. And, and you know, you can you can try to compare players all the time, but Derek Brown's a beast, you know. And and as I've mentioned, I, I like LSU; it's who I follow. So I, I've watched I watch a lot of SEC college football, and and Derek Brown just lit up, you know, all season long, and and he caused havoc against LSU, against Alabama, you know, all of the teams that matter. This guy showed up on tape. So, I mean. Personally, I really, if I was the Detroit Lions, I would have taken him at three overall over Okuda. You know, you got to have good corners. I, definitely, I know that. But this guy's got superstar written all over him. All pro, you know, pro bowler and all that. So, Derek Brown, wow, what a pick for the Panthers at seventh. I love it. Great pick for them. Sneaky good. And, um, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> I'll say this. I'll go on record. I really think he's going to have a better career than Chase Young is. And, and you know, I mean, Chase Young's got all this hype and stuff, but Derek Brown has something about him that I think the Carolina Panthers fans should be excited about. So, yeah, huge win there. And my last winners of the first round, oh, yeah, you better believe it. I'm going home to the Minnesota Vikings, baby. Damn, what a good first round. Now, now here here's why. This is, of course, I'm getting excited. You're hearing me pep up a little bit. But I'm an LSU guy. We just so happen to get Joe Burrow's favorite target, wide receiver Justin Jefferson, at the 22nd pick. Oh, my God. What a steal. I am so, so sorry, Eagles fans. I cannot believe 
um, you guys didn't take him there. I, I saw all of the you know the, the the people just firing back and getting so mad about the pick, but like, damn, I cannot believe the Vikings got him at twenty two. That that's just it blows my mind. Uh, you know, goodbye, Stephon Diggs. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> this guy's a, an elite route runner. He's got great hands, and you know, some people are comparing him to OBJ in terms of talent. And I, I kind of see it, you know. I don't. I don't think Jefferson has the hands that OBJ OBJ has, but in terms of just getting open and and just a knack for for clean route running and and catching contested fifty fifty balls, Justin Jefferson is my dude. What a pick! Love it. Great pick there. Great value. And and off and also like I mentioned earlier with the Jaguars, the Vikings also had a second first round pick because of the trade with Diggs, as I mentioned. And we took cornerback Jeff Gladney out of TCU. Now, this this isn't a pick that, that gets you super excited. You know, obviously, he, he well, not obviously, but he's a little undersized. You know, he's, he's like 185, 190 pounds, 5'10". But, but here's why the Vikings are winners. And, 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 again, it's not because I'm being a homeboy here, a home fan, but Justin Jefferson's a stud. But also, Jeff Gladney, we got him at pick 31. We had the 25th pick. We traded that to the San Francisco 49ers for the 31st pick. So we moved back six spots. But we also got a 2020 fourth-round pick and a 2020 fifth-round pick. People, that's insane. That is crazy to me. That is Rick Spielman being a total stud of a general manager. To move back six spots to draft a guy you were already going to draft at 25. But just to get him six picks later to get that fifth-year option because he was still taken in the first round and to acquire an extra fourth and an extra fifth-round pick in this loaded draft is just genius. So, yeah, I mean, the Minnesota Vikings honestly are top five winners of this of this first round, and they still have 12 picks to go. Them and the Dolphins have 12, and the Patriots have 13. So, I mean, you know, damn, talk about coming out hot. What a round. Some winners there. Definitely shout out to the Ravens, Jaguars, Broncos, Panthers, and Vikings. Good first round, guys. Good, good, good. Good for you. Now to the losers. You know, I'm not going to beat around the bush too long here with, with some losers for sure. Obviously, as you all know, these are my opinions. Um, but we'll see what happens here. My first loser is the L.A. Chargers. They had two first round picks as well. Now, they, they had the trade back up into the first round, and they gave the Patriots quite a few picks um, last night to move up to 23rd to get uh, Kenneth Murray, inside linebacker out of Oklahoma. Great player. I love him. I think that I think he's a great player. I just feel like the Chargers may have given up a little bit too much to get him. And here's what I would have done if I was them instead. They took Justin Herbert, the quarterback out of Oregon, sixth overall. I'm I'm just not seeing it. I'm not I'm, you know, I, he might be okay, but I, I I'm not a fan. I don't like Oregon quarterbacks. Never have. Love love their uniforms, but don't can't stand their their quarterbacks. I don't think he's gonna pan out. I, if he does anything, he's gonna be okay. You know, he could be like in that Andy Dalton realm, I guess. You know, Matt Stafford and stuff. But I just don't see this guy leading them to some kind of dynasty or Super Bowl run or anything. So. What I would have done if I was the Chargers is I would have traded back from sixth, okay, and tried to get maybe a later pick in the first round, like like two two picks. Obviously, move back from sixth to let's say like sixteenth or something, because we all know the Falcons were trying to trade up. Um, but 
They should have moved back in the first round and got like an early second as well, or first and second for that pick. Then they could have gotten Murray with the 16th pick, we'll say, and then they would have had like an early to mid-second round pick, and then they could have got a quarterback maybe like Jalen Hurts, who I think fits their system much better with them going into the year with Tyrod Taylor as their starter. So, I mean, I just feel like it's a total botch on the Chargers. I feel like Herbert was a, a reach at six. And the fact that they had to give up so many mid-round picks to the Patriots to go back into the first round to, to get Kenneth Murray, just it just, man, I just don't like it. I don't like it for the Chargers. You know, not again, not that Murray's a bad linebacker and Herbert might be okay, but too much, too, a reach for Herbert and too much capital to give up to move back in and get Murray. My second loser of the draft is the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, I say this with a big smile on my face. But taking Jalen Rhaegar out of TCU, the wide receiver, man, that's a reach. I don't care. Some, some all right, Eagles fans are 50-50 right now. Half of them are pissed because they didn't take Justin Jefferson, who definitely was the right choice. And the other half are trying to be optimistic, which which I guess, you know, you have to be because, well, you don't, you're not the one drafting these players. So you're just going to have to deal with it. Rhaegar's a good player, okay? You know, I have him as like a C-plus B minus type of player doesn't have speed. You know, he's not, he doesn't have Deshaun Jackson speed, which is, I think exactly what they were trying to get. They needed someone to stretch the field, you know, and, and this guy actually has, you know, it's kind of funny. He has a serious case of dropping the football. So he doesn't have the best hands. and y'all, y'all are on Aguilar all the time. And like, man, I just, I don't like this pick for the Eagles. You know, I like it in the sense that it kind of sucks, but um, they just, they totally botched it. Definitely not a good pick for them. You know, like I said, Rhaegar might be all right, but we're not, we're not talking about a, a superstar wide receiver here. We might be, might be a wide receiver two or, or three even. So yeah, Eagles, definitely not a good first round pick. Don't like it. Another loser of the first round, Oakland Raiders. Oh yeah. So I really like Henry Ruggs III from Alabama, the wide receiver. It took him 12th overall. Listen, I think he's the top three wide receiver in the class. I had him just slightly ranked ahead of Jefferson, Jefferson being my fourth to the Vikings. Um, so I, I'm okay with, with Ruggs going 12th overall. What I don't like for the – you know what? It's not even the Oakland Raiders. Holy hell, it's the Las Vegas Raiders. Damn, people. Oh, I caught myself there. I caught it before you could comment or let me know. The Las Vegas Raiders. Yes, let me write that down. Man, what a dummy. The LV Raiders. Yeah. So anyways, the pick that I don't like is their 19th overall, the cornerback, Damon Arnett out of Ohio State. You know, I mean, I I think Arnett's good, right? I, I think he should, he should have been picked tonight. He should have been a mid to late second round pick. I have him uh, 43rd here. No, sorry, sorry. 50, 53rd here on my list. I have him 53rd on my top 60 list here. So that gives him a, a mid-second round grade there, a little bit towards the end of the second round. Um, but Arnett is hes a good player. But, man, 19th overall, like this was the last pick you got from your Khalil Mack trade that when you sent him to the Bears and, like, that, like that's how you're going to spend it. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I got, I got, like, four or five other cornerbacks ranked ahead of him at the time when he was picked. So, yeah, I, I just think the Vegas Raiders did not take advantage of having two picks in the teens. And, you know, again, thank, thankfully they botched it because my Vikings ended up getting a better corner 
uh, 12 picks later. And, you know, maybe that's what helped Jefferson slide one extra spot to us at 22. But, yeah, Raiders, you really botched it. So um, two more losers of this round to go quick. The, the Seattle Seahawks, 27th overall. They took Jordan Brooks, linebacker out of Texas Tech. I had this guy, like, in almost the fourth round, like, almost the fourth round. So mid to late third, early fourth. Like, I, I don't know what the hell the Seahawks did here taking him. Um, yeah, he might he had a shit ton of tackles at Texas Tech, you know. But, like, I, I don't know. I don't get that. Y'all aren't bringing back Clowney. So I can't believe you didn't get uh, one of the defensive ends on the board considering that, you know, they're probably going to be – Epinesa from Iowa and uh, Yator Matos or however the hell you say it from Penn State. Um, they're going to be probably in the top 10 to 15 picks tonight in the second round. So yeah, y'all botched it Seahawks. And uh, my last loser is definitely the Atlanta Falcons, man. You guys talked about trading up. Like I mentioned earlier, you, you should have hooked up with the chargers. I think you guys could have made something happen here. I know maybe the chargers really wanted Herbert, but I, I don't get it. Um, uh, but the Falcons took cornerback A.J. Terrell out of Clemson. Now, listen, I love Terrell. I love the Clemson players. I would have loved to have seen him go to Minnesota even, to be honest with you. Now, I love Gladney, but Terrell has this it's a little bit more size to him. Uh, and I know Zimmer likes to have his big-bodied corners, but just to reach there, reach at 16. And and knowing that that this next guy I'm going to talk about went right past you, just I mean just a just a total like y'all lost the first round. That was that was dumb too. So, yeah, the Chargers, Eagles, Raiders, Seahawks, and Falcons, big time losers of the first round. Now time for my biggest steal, and that is the Dallas Cowboys selecting wide receiver C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma. Holy shit, what a steal! I mean. C.D. Lamb was was potentially a top 10 pick, top 12 pick. You know, everyone had him going to to either, like, the Jets or the Niners or the Raiders up there in the early teens. But, like, he fell. He just kept sliding. And, and I'll be honest with you. For a while, I got real excited that, that he could make it to the Vikings. Now, I would like to think the Eagles probably wouldn't have let that happen at 21, um, <laughs> which they let Jefferson, not to beat a, a dead horse here. But... Um, C.D. Lamb to the Cowboys is insane. Like, what a pick. It definitely wasn't what the Cowboys needed, but it's definitely what they wanted. And and to get this player, this top 10 talent, this guy who very easily could have been picked five, six, seven picks before he was, just a steal for the Cowboys. And Jerry Jones even said that he was the sixth-rated player on his board. So, I mean, that's, you know, the Cowboys got their sixth best player in the 17th spot. What a, what a steal. Good job, Cowboys. Hats off to you guys. Damn, Dak Prescott has himself some weapons with, with Cooper and Gallup and, and Jarwin and Zeke and now CeeDee Lamb. Yowie wowie. What, a, what, a, uh, what an offense there Dallas is going to have. Okay, now the fun part, the part I've been ready and wanting to dive into. My biggest WTF. Yes, y'all knew it was coming. What the F? Was the green what the Green Bay Packers? What are, what are y'all doing? Quarterback Jordan Love out of Utah State. <laughs> uh, first, first, I'm gonna let this be known. If this mother effer ends up being the next all time great Green Bay Packer, I'm gonna be annoyed as shit. I don't know how lucky they've been to go from Favre to Rodgers, so they're doomed. Like. I'm going to need the Packers to just suck at quarterback for a while. I feel like it's fair. The rest of us have to deal with it, except for the Patriots, which we'll find out what happens to them now. Um, But 
to go from Favre to Rodgers was luck. And if this love kid ends up being a total stud, I'm just going to be so pissed to have to deal with this clown for the next 15, 18 years. With that being said, on the more pessimistic side, the funny side, what a stupid, stupid, stupid pick, though. You guys were one game away from reaching the Super Bowl last year. It's you know you you definitely need more offensive firepower outside. You, you have no tight end. You have nothing behind Devontae Adams, and you know you have pretty good running back depth there. But like, what the hell are you doing? You guys need more weapons on offense. Your defense, you know, you've been you've been prioritizing that a lot the last couple of years. But um, it never hurts to take you know maybe maybe they could have took another corner here to just battle with the Bears, Vikings, and Lions a little bit more. And you know when you're playing. Most likely, you're probably going to play Dallas or Philly or New Orleans or San Francisco in the playoffs. Like there, there's so many good weapons in the NFC, but these guys took Jordan Love, who probably isn't going to see the field for at least he, the next two years. I'll say he's definitely not going to play. Um, but you know, you know, when Rodgers is 38, 39, and and if this kid's ready to go, maybe we'll see him. But man, you guys are one game away from the Super Bowl. You actually traded to move up. To get him, you gave up another. You gave up other picks to move up. It just doesn't make sense to me. I, I'm glad they did it. It's stupid. It makes no sense as a fan of a rival team. But like, I don't get it. And and everyone's like, oh, Jordan Love could be the next Patrick Mahomes. Well, listen, everybody's gonna say that. I even said earlier how you know Derek Brown could be the next Aaron Donald. You know, obviously you're gonna you're hoping that they're gonna be the next all time great at the position, but. Man, I do not see it with Jordan Love. I see the talent. The kid's got a hell of an arm and stuff. But, um, yeah, he's no Patrick Mahomes. And I, <laughs> I'm just hoping and praying he doesn't pan out. But in terms of in terms of this draft and what it's going to do for the 2020-2021 Packers, just makes no sense. So, yeah, if the Vikings were one game away from the Super Bowl and they did this, I'd be pretty pissed. So, yeah, that's my biggest WTF of the draft. So, yeah, I would Packers are losers too. I'd put them in there. Aaron Rodgers, big-time loser. I won't go into that. I'll save that for another day. So, all right, everybody, my top five fantasy players, before I wrap things up here, in terms of just 2020 value, you know, I'm not talking about dynasty. Um, number five, I have wide receiver Jerry Judy. You know, um, there's some concerns about his knee and all that, some arthritis already, but I think the the issue there is Drew Locke at quarterback. We'll have to see what he's made of. Uh, Cortland Sutton's definitely the number one wide receiver, so he's going to be getting most of the targets. And uh, with Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay in the backfield, the, the Broncos are going to run the ball a lot. And I, and I think, um, you know, Fant at tight end and Cortland Sutton, like they have a lot of weapons. So Judy's going to be good, but I think he might be the third, third or fourth option in the offense. My fourth fantasy player is C.D. Lamb out of Dallas. Kind of the same scenario here. Um, love love both these guys. They're my, my, they were my top two wide receivers. But C.D. Lamb, you know, definitely, I, I think he's going to pass Michael Gallup in terms of, in terms of, you know, offensive, like who they go through. Amari Cooper's still wide receiver number one. They're still going to do their dump passes to Zeke and all that stuff. But I could see C.D. Lamb being the third option in the Dallas Cowboys. So I have him I have him a little bit ahead of Jerry Judy here. And then my third fantasy player from this, from this round is definitely Justin Jefferson. Uh, unlike, well, Judy will get a starting spot. C.D. Lamb probably start in the slot. Justin Jefferson's going to instantly start in the slot or be the uh, X receiver there in Minnesota, considering that we only have Adam Thielen. So definitely love Jefferson in terms of this round rookies. 
definitely a guy I think next year can be a wide receiver two or a wide receiver three in fantasy. And hell, I mean, honestly, people, he might pass Adam Thielen too. Believe it or not, Thielen's actually going to be 30 years old this year, so he's getting a little up there. So, and a couple injuries the last couple of years, so we'll see how he holds up there. So, yeah, love Jefferson. Uh, my second fantasy player out of this round, Henry Ruggs the third. There's a reason why the Raiders took him at 12th overall. This kid can fly like the wind. I can see Gruden and and you know creating some dump off quick screens to get the damn ball in his in his hands. He runs a four two seven forty. This guy can fly. So and with the Raiders playing the Chiefs all the time and seeing what Tyreek Hill does, I wouldn't be surprised if Gruden and Carr, you know, together quarterback coach come up with with ways to get Rugs the ball and, and let him do his thing, you know, some yards after catch. And my first and top dog of the first round, um, the only running back taken, uh, my man Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah, and it, listen, it didn't matter what player was drafted here to be the starting running back of the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions, is just huge. You know, Damian Williams is all right. Clearly, uh, you know, Andy Reid had can't commit to him. You know, he he didn't commit to him last year going into the season, so. I think Clyde's going to get the the job outright. He's going to be the RB1 in that backfield. And unlike these four wide receivers I just discussed, I think Edwards Hilaire might be might be a top 20, 24 pick in redraft fantasy league. So I'm talking about a late round two, early round three fantasy grade for this guy. And that's no joke. The guy's got great hands. He's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. Great in pass protection. Runs well between the tackles. So... And, you know, Andy Reid actually said and someone called him and told him to watch Edward Teller's, you know, tape and say, kind of, oh, man, Andy, check this guy out. He reminds me of Brian Westbrook. And, and you know, per the reports, it actually came through and, and Andy Reid said he, he looks way better than Westbrook ever did. So that's a huge compliment, you know, given that we know how much success that Brian Westbrook had back in the day with the Eagles. So, um, yeah, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, top dog, top fantasy pick. And you know I would throw Joe Burrow up there too, but I like I like Judy Lamb, Jefferson Ruggs, and Edwards Hilaire. So, all right, everybody, that is my round one review. Let's get excited for round two and three tonight. So many good players. This draft is loaded, and um, yeah, I hope y'all are enjoying it. Everyone's getting their sports kick with it. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But so much fun, and um, yeah, I'll catch you next time. You know, once we get things rolling. So Skull Vikings, and thank you guys so much for hanging out.